Hey you, yeah you, come join our Discord. The Mixing Music Discord server is filled with tons of awesome information and people. People that can help you out and information that can help you grow your business and to help you improve your mixes. So come join us and find the invitation link at mixingmusicpodcast.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Mixing Music. I'm your host, DK. And today with me, I have a very special friend, a very special guest. We got Juan all the way from Jersey. Is that yeah, where you're yeah, at right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, What's up, man? What's up, Juan? Juan and I, we uh, we were blessed. We were we went to Mix with the Masters uh, to go see Leslie Brathwaite. We went together. Um, Juan is a mix engineer, producer, uh, you know, recording engineer out in uh, Jersey, mostly doing hip-hop. Is that right? Yes, yes, doing hip hop, you know, um, a little bit of Spanish uh, pop, but just mainly yeah. doing hip hop right now. That's dope. That's dope. Are you working at any studio right now? Um, I have my own little spot where I mainly just bring my own artists in, and we just record nice. here. Or if not, um, I'm pretty mobile, so I go to their home and I record there as well. Dope. That's really awesome. Actually, that's a great business model. Um, and might be a good idea for anybody that's listening. If, you, if you're able to do mobile, you might want to offer that because that's always great. All right. So today we have a very specific episode, a very specific episode topics. Juan, I know you have worked with many clients now and in the past. Yeah. Um, as have I. And today we're going to talk about how to deal with really crappy artists, <laughs> how to deal with crappy clients, what you shouldn't be doing, what you should be doing, and uh, how to get out of that situation if you are in that. So let's talk about like what is a crappy client? Like what's an example of a really crappy client? Um, for a crappy client, for me, I wouldn't say crappy. Um, I would say they're just um, like inexperienced because everybody comes in with a certain level of experience and not everybody's going to be that all-star artist that everybody wishes they had every day, you know? Sometimes you got to guide the artist into doing certain things. Um, I would just say they're, they're an experience, and it's just your job to just teach them how to be a more complete artist. Yeah, I actually really, really love that answer. Because um, most of my experiences with, uh, you know, not the best clients is exactly what you just said. They're inexperienced. Um, they're kind of in the studio for the first time or... Um, it's very rarely that someone who's very experienced with studio ends up being someone that you don't, you know, not the best yeah. to work with because they kind of learn the struggle as well, you know. Exactly. Um, but I really love that. I love how you said that you kind of like it becomes your job to guide them, to help them, to learn the process and to kind of figure out how to bring it out of them, you know, bring the guess, best game out of them. Yeah, of course, because you really, um, just aside from just you just knowing what type of sound that you really want to hear, you know, you you try to help them out. You know, because at the end of the day, they are paying for a service and it's your name on it. So you should always just give it your best and just try to help them out. There's nothing wrong with, with giving them pointers here and there. And if they're they're comfortable with it, then, you know, you should really just go for it. Yeah. So I think that it requires a lot of patience on our parts. And, you know, we should we should always be finding ways to add value to the clients and help them out in many different ways. So I actually really love that answer. Um, but let's talk about some of the clients that, you know have a hard time getting to pay you on time or never show uh, up on yeah. time to appointments or cancel on you last minute on a regular basic basis, you know, like what are some red flags? Like when, what is for you 
the time that you like don't work with someone? What is the time that you put your foot down and say like, no, this isn't gonna work? You know. Um. Well, that really hasn't really happened to me. Um. Mm-hmm. In my experience, I. I kind of just just remain patient, just be the bigger person, and then just. I mean. I don't want to nag them, you know. I don't want to keep hitting them up and saying, "Hey, yeah. where's my money? Where's my money?" You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of just just take it on the chin and then just keep it moving. To be honest with you, there's gonna be more clients, and you know, it's not all about the money. I'm not like I know I want to get paid and stuff, but it's not all about the money. You just be patient. When they got it, they'll bring it to you. Yeah, I. Again, perfect answer. Dude, I, I agree. Totally agree the same way. I mean, with money, it becomes a little bit more complicated. Yeah, um, But definitely. in general, I feel like this is something that I personally struggle with too sometimes. And I kind of vibe with you. Like, I, I hear you that you're like really patient, you know? Um, and I feel like me and and many other uh, producers or engineers, mixed engineers, they we have, we don't, we aren't very patient. You know, some of us became mixed <laughs> engineers because we don't want to work with people in the studio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just want to have definitely. our own time. But you're saying the exact right point. Um, patience is key. And then if you have to spend energy complaining, you know, spend energy bagging on people, that's energy that you could be spending finding someone else. Exactly. You know? And I just, yeah, so, um, you know, like I come from a humble space. So I know, you know, not having money sucks. And sometimes you really want to get stuff out there, but you just don't have the funds. And you just need somebody to just believe in you and just help you out. And I'm one of those type of people where I'm going to give you my trust 100% from the beginning. And it just starts deteriorating like just by me seeing different things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, then yeah. I know then I have to cut you off. But it starts at 100% and it just keeps going down, the, like the more excuses you keep giving me. And then I know I can't trust you and, you know. yeah. That's that's so interesting. I had there's there's only one time that I've ever kicked anybody out in the studio. Oh really? I don't know if I've ever told you this. Nah. But there was a rapper that came in, uh, you know, kind of like that. <laughs> well, I, think I don't know what I can say. I don't know what I can say on the podcast, stuff? but it, it was kind of this SoundCloud rapper from around the neighborhood, this white boy, you know, and uh, uh, and he kind of got in the mic and we started like you know recording. And his lyrics were all like super homophobic. It was like the most anti-gay song that I've oh, ever heard in my man. entire life. And I'm like, bro, there's no love in this. I'm not. I'm not supporting this. So I, I actually like stopped the recording, and I told him like, hey, I can't, I can't, like, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with this. Like, I'm gonna have to yeah. ask you to leave. <laughs> nah, that's serious. That's serious. That's serious. Yeah, but that's only that's the only time I've ever kicked anybody out. And I'm trying to think of specific times that I've like stopped working with people because of me you know i mean there's also there's been lots of times where people stop coming um due to different circumstances but not because of most of the time it's not because i said no i don't think like hey i don't want to work with you anymore i don't think i've ever said that except for that one yeah. guy <laughs> no that's a very uncomfortable and i don't yeah, know yeah that's straight up weird weird session that no, I, I think had. you did the right thing <laughs> i think you did the right thing yeah so, um, I mean, I've, there's also like a lot of red flags, you know, like some people, I, tr- I treat them slightly different depending on kind of the vibe that they get. Like for me, I feel like a red flag is when they come in like saying like, hey, like, I don't know, for me personally, just because I'm like trying to accept money, like, hey, like, I don't want to pay this. I don't have a credit card to like, 
you know, put down the down payment. Can I just like pay you in cash or stuff like that? When it gets a little <laughs> bit sketchy, then I'll be like, yeah, but I charge an extra fee if you do that. You oh know, like, man, that's, hey, <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't, you gotta do what yeah. you gotta do. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, just, what are some red flags that you've kind of seen that kind of makes you, is there anything that makes you a little bit less weary? I mean, we've kind of, you know, said that you're more patient and you're one of the more um, chill people to work with, but that's weird. What, maybe the better question is what is the balance between being patient and like not taking on, you know, well, not- I remember, um, I remember Leslie at the mix with the master seminar. I remember he touched on him saying that, uh, you know, have like the text message, like have like proof. So yeah, I made sure like we text about it, you know, like I made sure that we have spoke about it before we already met to the studio. So that way you're already aware of what's going to happen. I don't really need to talk about it no more. We already talked about it and it's proof right there. I, like I have the text message of you saying, okay, you know, that you're going to yeah. pay. So actually, yeah, <laughs> I remember that too. He's like, I need to have it all in yeah, writing. Exactly. Exactly. You got to have the proof. You got to have the paperwork. You got to show them. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I do. I just, uh, I just bring it up and if they have an excuse, then I'm like, all right, man. Or like, like in my mind, like I really made a note, like, all right, He's one of those. Yeah, All no, right. I feel you. I feel you. One of the things that I also do um, is not only I don't I don't just keep uh, written, uh, you know, evidence of everything. Well, not evidence, but like you know, written <laughs> statements of. We keep all the emails, all the conversations that we have. To if I offered a discount, so I remember what it is, and they don't screw me over, and I don't accidentally screw someone else over. You know. Um, but I also uh, like to have in my studio, in my case, I have a pretty super detailed um policies list of like okay. what you expect if you don't show up what you expect if you don't pay me on time like and then i kind of have them read over and when they book me for like a mixing session then i um then i you know i have proof that they said okay like i understand the policies hey. and i kind of like back it up with that too That's smart. and you know like yeah so like <laughs> I, and that actually to be honest keeps away a lot of the bad customers ever since i did that um i also started charging a d- down payment so like if you want to book a session with me before we even start you have to pay you know whatever percent like the first twenty dollars if it's something really small like have and you that seen, actually like, a made people stop like showing up late and that made people really like nobody canceled after that my cancellation rate like went down like nice, to almost nice. zero. yeah i just about to ask you that like what was like um like what was like the difference like, like yeah you see like a big difference yeah, it was, especially with booking, because people took the sessions a lot more seriously when they've already paid. You. Like, you know, when they made the down payment for the first hour, um, then when people have already paid, people don't cancel. It's very rare when people cancel. And I have a pretty lenient uh, rescheduling policy. So if I'm chill with them, then like, uh, if they want to cancel, instead of saying cancel, let's reschedule it for another time and I won't charge you for it. Which I is really you. nice on my end. I feel like, you know, most studios have like a rescheduling fee, but... I don't do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, having that down payment, making them pay a little bit up front before we even get started. Nobody shows up late. Very rarely do people show up late. Very yeah, rarely really do people cancel. I really thought about doing that. Like one of my friends yeah. actually um, told me about doing that to make the artist uh, like, uh, make a down payment. But I was like, yeah, like once I get a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more, like let's say, I say like I get like a big clientele. Yeah. And here's the thing that like 
everybody's in a different situation. Like I know Leslie won't even like, well, he's in a different scenario, but Not he won't yet. even start a project <laughs> until it's paid in full, <laughs> you know? And there's, I think like most, a lot of people like start projects and pay as they go, you know? And, but I, I think the end of the day, the, the golden rule is to never, ever, ever, even on accident, avoid it as all you can is to, uh, send projects before they pay you in full. You know, just keeping on to holding on to the file. Yeah, nah, I know what you mean. I yeah. know what you mean. I mean, I've, I've done that done a couple that. times. <laughs> yeah, me too. I did that so many times starting out. That's like such an easy mistake that, you know, people yeah, listening people right just now like taking advantage. can avoid. Yeah, people like taking advantage of people. I yeah. mean, I just, I just don't take it personal. I yeah. just say, hey, this is just business. You know, there's going to be those yeah. times where you just need to learn, you know. Absolutely. That's the only absolutely. way to learn. Juan, I love I love your perspective on this because you, you I can tell like you're just like a great guy. I bet like everybody loves working with you. Yeah, nah, definitely. Yeah, everybody <laughs> always says I'm just yeah, a chill I'm the, dude. yeah, I'm the best. Yeah, I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, nah, I mean you need to, you know, I mean you need to just just be confident in yourself and just go for it. You know, don't need absolutely. I always talk about how in our industry, um, sometimes the only thing that separates you from everybody else is the fact that you're just a cooler person. Uh, definitely. Definitely, you definitely. Know? And I feel like, in general, the stereotype of the audio engineer is someone that's kind of, you know, quiet and lazy yeah, like and, like, gets angry and, and offended like real easily. <laughs> yeah, like, nerdy and, like, you know, just stares at the computer all day. That's not, yeah, and, and that's not the case, you know, right. and to be honest... Sometimes some of us are short-tempered, but we need to be patient, and that's part <laughs> uh, yeah. of the game. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just the personality of the person. Um, if you know how to work, I don't really care. Um, you know, like a little limit of, like, when the person is just annoying. But yeah. if you just know what you're doing, I don't mind working with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that. So we're going to wrap up the episode then. So Juan, how can uh, people find you on uh, social media and how can people book you and so, look into your studio and your work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's going to be at J-U-V-N underscore D-O-N. And yeah, just DM me uh, whatever questions you guys have. I'm in New Jersey. So if you guys are around the area, definitely just look me up on Instagram and just try to book me for a session. Yeah, my man Juan will hook you up. I know if you guys haven't felt it already, this guy's a good guy. So you want to be working with this guy. This guy's going somewhere. Definitely, man. Thank Dude, you, Juan, thank you, thank you. Juan is the man. Yeah, <laughs> but you've been listening to Mixing Music. I am my host, DK. Please make sure you leave a five-star review. And uh, you share this episode with anybody that you think you need you need to share it with. Anybody who needs to hear our message. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, with that, thank you so much for joining me, Juan. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. One, two, three. This episode of Mixing Music with DK has been brought to you by Launchpod Media. If you want to start a podcast, make sure to start it right with Launchpod Media. Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show.